This is really about being free to create what you want your life to look like. We each are our own hero. And how do we take the challenges that come our way and see those as the birth process of us becoming heroic? Can you meet that judgment that ultimately will surface with neutrality? This is the Wall Street Coach Podcast with Kim Ann Curtin. Welcome back to the Wall Street Coach Podcast. It is me, Kim Ann Curtin, and Lucas Peterson here to talk about a topic that is very important. Uh, this topic every trader can relate to and every human being can relate to. And this is the topic of how to have a healthy relationship to your trading. And again, we could put into your life, to your work. Uh, hi, Lucas. How are you? Hey, Kim. I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm not experiencing currently a healthy relationship to my work. <laughs> so it's perfect timing that we're talking yeah. about this. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so that, I'm not just being full disclosure for our listeners because this is not a perfect science. It's not like you do it once and you're done. Like It's like constantly having to re create a connection to what's off balance, what's out of whack, and then coming back to center. So I just want to say that to our listeners. It's not that I'm suggesting you guys do some of what we talk about today and you're done. It's just constantly being conscious and trying to be back to center and see, oh, I'm going off the rails here. How do I get myself back? Yeah. And I think this happens a lot, especially with traders. I guess it, it can happen with anyone, but, um, uh, you know, I think it can be uh, people get like addicted to it and, and then mm -hmm. also obsessive over, you know, uh, yeah. like watching the markets. But then, like you mentioned with work, it's also, especially as an entrepreneur, uh, I mean, your work becomes your livelihood and it's, it's what you have to do. So then but there is right. finding that healthy balance. So yeah, for sure. You, and I, you, and that, that, go ahead. Sorry. She's going to say, how do you find that healthy balance? Kim? I, I don't, what? I don't always find it. I don't always find it. I'm fine to get today. So that's like, you know, but, but I, I, I try to come back to, you know, it's funny. I've referenced this quote a few times about, you know, check in. It's a quote from Cheryl Richardson that says, you know, to check in on, is it possible that the universe uh, has things it wants to unfold to you, but you're so busy trying to control everything that you uh, miss that. And, you know, I'm butchering the quote, but that's the gist of it. Yeah. And I think that's probably what happens to me. Luckily, I'll have, you know, a friend uh, or colleague who'll just be like, hey, Come back to sanity, come back to the fact that you're not in control. And just like trading, I think this is true for entrepreneurship. You can do everything right. You can absolutely be disciplined and neutral and things are still going to go pear-shaped, as the British say, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you, at the end of the day, you have to find a way to come to this place of surrendering the outcome, and and there's plenty of times where I'm so not surrendered to the outcome, and then I will try to notice, okay, how often this week was I in a place of surrendering the outcome? I'm not saying you don't do the 
the work to get the best outcome possible. That takes time, that for discipline and a dedication. But then at some point you do all you can do and then you got to let it go like at five o'clock or six o'clock or when you're trying to go to sleep at night, which (laughs) when I'm really stressed out doesn't happen. But it's just, you know, meditation. If I skip my meditations, I pay a price for it. Mm -hmm. If I don't have time with friends where I get to laugh, if I don't do my outrigger paddling, which definitely is a huge, you know, when I'm angry, frustrated, trying to control it, I just, they, they say, leave it out on the water, you know, just leave it all out in the water. And lucky for me, I'm getting to go out three days a week now. And Mm -hmm. since I've had a lot to leave out of the water, (laughs) that's helping. How about you? Uh, yeah, definitely a meditation. If I, if I skip my meditation in the morning, I notice uh, a huge difference in my entire day. It's bizarre. It's, I feel like we were talking, maybe I remember, was it Samantha we were talking about with this? And it's like, it's like brushing your teeth. And if you, if you, sometimes if you don't do it, it's just, and you're like, what, what did I miss today? It's like, oh yeah, that's that's it. That's it. Yeah. And then, yeah. Physical, physical activity for me as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I don't have that, I get all sorts out of, out of balanced. And wow, um, what is your physical activity? Uh, it depends. I practice a lot of yoga, um, okay. various workouts, uh, yeah. hiking. But yeah, yep. so yeah, yeah. I try Nature to get too. get something. Yeah, definitely. There have been a lot of studies around um, just like getting out in nature and like the yeah. effects of uh, how detrimental like city life can be. So if you are if you are in the city, like myself. Uh, yeah, it, you yeah. have to make time to get away from it. And yep. in my opinion, for sure, for sure. I th- I think that even in cities, you know, you have usually if you have a good city, you have access to parks. Yeah, green spaces. Uh, or small yeah. pieces of yeah, green. And and you know, I'm a I love that study that came out about forest bathing in Japan. Mm-hmm. And how the people that walk through the forest, you know, see a decrease in their high blood pressure and, you know, a slew of things. But I feel like that forest bathing is simply, and even earthing, you know, that concept of like taking off your shoes yeah, and just connecting. connecting to the earth and that we don't really do that anymore because we all wear shoes all the time. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought that is really amazing. And even in New York City, I had, you know, this one shaman I was very close to, Charles, who's actually one of the men featured in my book, Transforming Wall Street. And he used to tell me when I would be like, oh, really high, strong and freaking out about something, which is very common for me because <laughs> I'm, a, you know, I have a doctorate in catastrophizing. It's, you know, what I what I got from my college education or my life (laughs) education. Um, He would tell me to go take off my shoes and walk in Central Park. And, you know, it was cold out. I was like, Charles, I'm not going to go walk. He's like, yes, you are, because you are not grounded right now. And damn, if it didn't have a huge impact. So Mm -hmm. I, I do think there's something about nature that does get us automatically back to center but the 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 other thing is breathing you know like i do practice a couple of deep breath techniques for myself because i know it also impacts the vagus nerve uh when you're doing true deep breathing and also the meditation techniques i was taught also can kind of calm your central nervous system and especially you know i'm going to speak to this too if you've had any sort of trauma in your life uh 
And trauma, remember, can be even from seemingly mundane situations. But if you have trauma, then you do, you will have, you know, like me, you have a tendency to catastrophize. You know, I can go from zero to 60 in the blink of an eye. And it, it is not a choice, but it's like my central nervous system is in a state of hypervigilance. And even though I've done a lot of work about the trauma that I went through in my childhood and young adulthood, it's still a hair's breadth away. And certain factors, situations, stories that my mind makes up can bring me back there. And the key is just recognizing, oh, I'm so triggered right now. And I've gone into full-blown uh, full catastrophe mindset. How do I get myself back to center without making myself wrong, without judging myself, without saying to myself, this is so stupid to be so dramatic over because it's such a stupid little situation. That's not going to help me because my whole system is in red alert. And I think the key is to recognize, oh, red alert is what's happening to me now. How do I begin to make the steps to come back down the ladder? Yeah, that's a really interesting point. I'm thinking about, um, especially with this with this topic around the idea of like overworking or, um, you know, possibly over trading or just being attached to the screen from you know, uh, <laughs> six a.m. to whatever five p.m. Like that's yep. that's not healthy. And I'm wondering if part of that, um, speaking of trauma, like the idea of like COVID last year, and if people lost their jobs or um, you know. Uh, I, I could see definitely somebody, you know, um, being triggered to any time that they step away from the screen or any time they step away to like take even a vacation or take the weekend yeah. off, you know, yep. uh, because of feeling like there's that scarcity of losing the possible that income again. Um, exactly. So exactly. that's something that's interesting. I, I hadn't thought of that until you just mentioned trauma. And I think we all went through a certain level of trauma in the past Absolutely. few months. So. Absolutely. All of us because of the complexity and unknown. And, and one of the most dangerous things uh, to put human beings through, uh, even these have been done in kind of a lab setting. It isn't the pain that causes people the pain. It's the unknown of when the pain is coming. If Even if they're getting an electric shock, but they know it's about to come, they have the ability to prepare for it. But when it's in, it's a random in intervals, that is when people will have much more of a hostile reaction to those lab signs. And that's what, what we all went through traumatized through the pandemic was the unknown. Yeah, Nobody knew what was going to happen to them on a, a plethora of fronts, right? Health, their family, uh, their job, their income, you know, their sanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because all of it was up, up in the air. And that's yeah. what I think was the big, and, and on top of all of that, disconnection. Yes, definitely. Disconnection from loved ones, people, venting, guys getting to hang out with other guys and have a beer and, you know, make fun of each other's shirts like you guys always do you know like you can't do that shit over zoom it just doesn't land the same way you know yeah. um so i think that is a big part of why it was so hard for everybody and i think too because we're all plugged in now that even trying to sit in a place of neutrality or not we, we're all connected so we we couldn't even escape in our being in our home, 
the constant onslaught of how many deaths there were, who was saying, I won't wear a mask or I will wear a mask. Like we couldn't escape it because now we had nothing to do or we were stuck at home. And so we have the social media in our hands, constantly giving us a stream of bad news. So you got, you got all the worst case scenarios pouring in on everybody for a freaking year and a half. Yeah. Social media is another another good point. I, I, I highly recommend everyone take as much time away from social media uh, as basically every day as possible, but also like yeah. weekends for sure. Um, yeah. For me, at least, uh, that's uh, because you do see a lot of, um, especially I think of the trading world, you know, people posting like, uh, you know, what they made that day or what they yep. are looking at, like this really well executed trade that they did. And it's like, that's right. And so it'll, it, it can make your mind uh, think I need to be doing that. I need to do mm-hmm. more. Um, and you always mentioned like compare equals despair. And I yep. think uh, social media is the <laughs> epitome of that. And so I, I, I highly so. encourage people to step away from it or at least be cognizant of how you're using it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you're not using it. It's using you. That's also true. Yeah. Yeah. It really (laughs) is. You think you're using it, but no, no, it's using you every single time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and it's also read by your brain. I don't remember this part in Celeste Headley's book, Do Nothing. She said that the brain receives that scrolling time has work. It doesn't yeah. separate that this mm-hmm. is downtime. Oh, I'm just doing something to relax. No, it's actually seeing you as still working. Yeah. Which to me is astonishing. It's using up a lot of brain power that you could be using for other things throughout the day. So correct. Correct. Or, and or capping, you know, cause she feels our ability to really give something true focus is four mm-hmm. hours. It potentially is bleeding in to that focus time that is helping you be productive, even at your trading. If you're, yeah. if you're so busy online, paying attention to what other traders are doing or saying. Yeah. It's so, yeah, it is. And, uh, we're obviously not saying don't interact with people on social media if that brings you joy, no, but of course not. <laughs> but be well, aware and, of what it's doing. And even if it doesn't bring you joy, like there's times when it doesn't bring me joy, but it's like part <laughs> of how we stay connected to other people today. But you just have to honor, you know, your just just keep noticing. This is all an advocacy of just noticing where is it that it potentially goes out of control? And right, if we come back to the theme in this conversation, how to you know trade healthy and or work healthy, uh, it is it. I don't. I wish there was just like, hey, follow these five steps. And yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, trade and for two hours a day. Social media for fifteen minutes. 15 minutes uh, <laughs> right. But there's not. You're right. There's no one size fits all with anything. There's, there isn't. There really isn't. But but you you know and and other thing too that I wanted to say was the vigilance. Like if you come from a volatile childhood, if you come from chaos in your life, that hyper vigilant state is also a state of familiarity to you. It's a place where you actually feel most uh, at home, so to speak. So that could also be informing. And that's what I have to always look at for myself with my, you know, tendency to be a workaholic is I have to always check in. Is this in service to me building my business? Is this in service to what the vision is that I have for myself? Or is this because 
being vigilant is my default setting because that's what I had to be when I was young. I had yeah. to be vigilant, hypervigilant. So I want to say that to the listeners here too. Ask yourself, is your hypervigilance, if you love being a trader, fantastic. And ask yourself, huh, were you having to be hypervigilant in your childhood? Were you having to be in tune and aware of every single thing? Is it possible that that just is the place where you feel the most safe is when you're looking around to making sure you're not missing anything? Because if that is what you had to do in your childhood, it's possible now that you're doing that unconsciously and not because it's in your trading account's best interest or your, you know, because you really need to be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great point. I think a lot of things I try to always ask myself is like, what's the purpose of this? Um, and, and finding That's the great. purpose behind it as opposed to, cause a lot of things can be just to, to stay busy. Um, yeah. and like yeah. what's going on there. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. And staying busy, not only is that potentially something that comes over from people's childhood, but it's also culturally respected yeah. in a way that not doing things isn't respected. Like I'm going at 4.30 today uh, and I'm not working like your typical five or six or eight hour days this whole week. I'm going at 4.30 today to go get a manicure and a pedicure. And I feel guilty about it. I feel like, can I do that? Isn't there more paperwork that I have to do? Don't I have to get some stuff for the bookkeeper? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's crazy. So I'm not telling you, like, you won't sometimes feel guilty yeah, yeah, or right. bad. Like, I, I, it's <laughs> not good that I feel this way, but I'm just being fully transparent. I'm like, God, can I even do that? Like, I even this morning, because I saw all that I had to get through today, actually thought maybe I should cancel that. Maybe I should reschedule that. Maybe I can do that next week. Now, mm -hmm. I used to go in New York City for a manicure to pedicure, and I worked at a hedge room from like 7 till 7, pretty much 12 hours a day. And I used to go for manicure and pedicures probably every two weeks regularly. I haven't even gone for one in, I think, four months. And <laughs> I still am like, should I put it off? Well, the answer is no. Exactly. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm proud of Thank you for you. taking you. care of your nails. Thank you. <laughs> and honestly, the hell with my nails. It'll come off in a day. Yeah, know? but it's but not it's about like, that. Yeah. It's about just sitting still, being pampered a little bit, having some magazines that I wouldn't normally see if they're allowed back in the manicure shops. They took all the magazines away because <laughs> of the pandemic. I'm like, that's the only reason I go. It's the only place I read a magazine. <laughs> Funny. So, but it, I just, you know, feel like I want to be, you know, honest with people. Like, I get this is hard, but as a trader, your ability to be neutral is of paramount importance. And if you are coming from this place of having to just sit at that desk because you can't imagine not watching the market, I ask you to just contemplate like Lucas said so perfectly what is that about get very curious about it is there is there some uh, motive in you that is just feeling that same kind of feeling that i speak to as an entrepreneur that i should be doing more and question if that's cultural indoctrination or previous challenges in your life that is informing you have we, have we have we spoken to the most important pieces you think 
I think so. I hope so. Yeah. I think okay. I think it's uh, people. The biggest thing is to like, I don't know, question, question what you're doing. Like, yeah. don't. Or, or give yourself a test run of less hours. Like yeah. what happens if instead of trading eight hours, maybe you trade four. I mean, here's the thing, guys. And for those listening that are very tactical in their trading, unless you measure it, you don't know. Yeah. Wouldn't it be fascinating if your trading improves? And you think spending eight hours at your desk is what's going to make it improve. What if spending less at your desk is what makes it improve? There was a study. Did you hear this? I, I think I probably brought it up to you once before. I talked about it on the podcast where they this uh, collection of investors found two accounts that their clients had been in for 20 years that some buddy had set up and put filed in the wrong place. Nobody touched these accounts for 20 years. And they were the best performing in the entire market. <laughs> I had not heard that, but that doesn't surprise me. I mean, a lot of times, a lot of what the market is, is like, you have to let it work. You have to, you have to, I mean, as long as you're reading things, obviously like have a stop loss, but because <laughs> yeah, it can exactly. work against you just as easily. Absolutely. But, <laughs> Absolutely. but yeah, Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I 100% agree with that. For the most part with trading, it's like addition yeah. by subtraction, like get, yeah. Uh, and this goes, I mean, this goes beyond just the amount of hours you're trading, but also like the indicators you use. And it's like, how many yes. things can you strip away? Because it's probably, a lot, I think a lot of times, especially with beginners, you want to, you just want to build as much in to, sure. you know, and then it's like, once you get experience, it's like, you, you can just start pairing things away. And I think, yeah. I think I, I truly do believe, and I, I, I have worked with people where it's like, we need to do less, like you're, yeah. you're losing especially in the middle of the day like go get away from the markets exactly clear your head get some exercise get some fresh air exactly there's a great book i don't i'm looking out on my shelf to see if it's here it's called the end of absence and it was written 10 years before celeste's uh, headley's book do nothing but the end of absence he was talking even about how we infrequently, and this book was written 10 years ago, right? You know, imagine that. He was talking about how none of us seem to have, like, he said, he, he mentioned the concept of a, a book, uh, what is it called? A window, a window seat. He mm, said, yeah. and you used to sit in a window seat and you maybe read a book for a little while, but mostly just look out the window. Yeah. Just kind of hang out for a couple hours, look at the birds, the lake, if you're lucky enough to have one, whatever. Like, the traffic going by, you know, New York City, a lot of those of us who had old apartments, we'd have like a fire, uh, a fire, what is it called? The fire? Um, Hearth? Like, we, what? Uh, no, fire outside place? the window, it would it would let you get out of the oh, building. Oh, fire escape, yeah, fire. yeah, yeah. Fire, yeah, fire escape. escape. Yeah, and yeah. you could kind of, of sit course. on your fire escape outside your window. You could climb out on, you yeah. know, if it wasn't rusty and about to fall down, <laughs> <laughs> which luckily mine works. So I could sit Hopefully out there. there's not a fire. Exactly, right, exactly. <laughs> But I could sit out there and just watch the passers-by, you know, yeah. move around in the city and the trucks. And and this guy was trying to say, like, when was the last time you had absence where you could do that, where yeah. you did it? And <clears throat> and he said, you know, where it was nothing but you just sitting and thinking or contemplating yeah. or, you know, he's like, yes, it's great to walk in nature. He wasn't diminishing any of this, but he was just trying to say, our days are so packed yeah. that even on vacations, he's like, we just don't have any absence. And it is so healthy for us to have absence because in that absence of 
all these other things, sometimes thoughts, things seem together. And I think yeah. for traders, especially understanding the global experience of the world, right? Just being, a, these are big, heady thoughts, right? The supply chain, it's a big, heady thought, but you can't get access to that if there's no white space, if there's no, you know, emptiness. We're, yeah. we're so filled up, there's no emptiness, which is where I think a lot of amazing life-changing ideas come from. Yeah. So yeah. here's to emptiness. Here's to emptiness. So now whoever's listening to this right now, turn it off and uh, just sit and do nothing and you're on your fire escape. Exactly. And have some absence, absence yeah. in your life, not absent, which you can take <laughs> with you if you want. But Maybe absence. later that night. Maybe can, later that <laughs> night you can take some absence. You can get your, get your hands on some absinthe somewhere. All right. So we'll wrap it up. Please do us a favor. Subscribe to the wallstreetcoach.com. We have a yeah. newsletter there and lots of information about upcoming exciting things. So please go to the wallstreetcoach.com, sign up, and also please subscribe to our uh, podcast. Uh, and if you're game, give us a review if you like what we're saying here on iTunes, because that does help uh, put us in front of more people and, uh, if you think we should be in front of more people, then help us out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Anything else I need to say? That's it. We, no, that's we got good. it all. We're covering it. Yeah, all right. It. All right, good. Well, we'll see. We're, we're working on getting a few more guests uh, for the next couple of episodes. So we've been away for a little while. We got really busy there, but we're back now. And uh, thank you for listening. And we will see you on the next podcast. Oh, we hope. This has been the Wall Street Coach Podcast with K-Man Curtin. You can find out more about her and her team online at thewallstreetcoach.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you for listening.